and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Tomorrow at 4 p.m. is the start of NFL free agency. Although we've already had legal tampering and many players agreeing to deals in advance of the start of free agency, which means free agency has already started. Between now and then, every sports media outlet in Pittsburgh is going to analyze who the Steelers should get and will get. It's already started, and it's onerous and depressing. Except here on the X, where I'm going to cut through all the BS and tell you the Steelers aren't going to sign any free agents. Not in the first wave, certainly. They might pluck somebody off the scrap heap on the cheap at a later date. But for every time they sign a James Farrier, there's five times they sign nobody of any repute. The Steelers aren't going to get a thoroughbred. They might get a donkey. We don't get excited about no donkey. But the free agent hype will continue. It's pointless, but hey, at this point, it's tradition. You got to talk and you got to write. But hey, free agent hype. Guess what? You just made the list. You know, I have tried really hard to lose weight recently. Not necessarily any diet by the letters, but just, you know, eating less late, eating less sugar, eating less bread, and exercising a lot more, which is why my right ankle and right knee currently feel as if they've been beaten with a hammer. But today I get here, and literally... There's eight boxes of donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, I appreciate Dunkin' Donuts. Their coffee's the best. I wish they'd have sent decaf coffee instead of the <coughs> donuts I ate. How many? I forget. I do know, but I'm not telling you. And now the Pittsburgh Pie Company has sent a pie. I don't know what kind of pie, but it's a pie, and I love pie. Oh, the pie place, excuse me. So I might as well go whole hog and, like, get a pizza or a primanti sandwich tonight and say F it for a day. You know, they say you cannot train a bad diet. James Harrison said that, so it must be true. We all know what a great athlete and hard worker he is. But I'm trying. I'm trying. I've watched uh, Darkest Hour, the Churchill movie, like three times on the treadmill. I'm trying to, like, memorize it. You cannot reason with the tiger... When your head is in its mouth. Really good stuff. Gary Oldman, who played Sid Vicious like 30 years ago, doing a great job as Winston Churchill. Uh, the list brought to you by Matt Mertz, Plumbing Cotton, on a name you can trust. We're going to have Mike Pursuta on to talk uh, Steelers and Penguins in a few moments. Mike is part of the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. Be sure to check that out tomorrow at Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore. Uh, doors open at 6.30. And the debate begins at 7.30. Uh, here's a quote from Phil Kessel regarding Evgeny Malkin's MVP candidacy, which uh, I am firmly behind. Quote, he's a point behind Kucherov, almost 40 goals this year. Why should someone else be the MVP instead of him? He plays on a good team, back-to-back cups. He should win it. Uh, that's from that great philosopher, Phil Kessel. And I totally agree. 
Anybody looked outside. In keeping with my World War II imagery, it's time to get the Panzer Division out and head for Stalingrad. Wow. Is it snowing? It's a whiteout out there. It's a curtain of snow. Holy heck. Oh, it's it's the ladies. Okay, today's National Pie Day. Tomorrow's National Pie Day. And the ladies at the pie place have sent me this pie. I like pie. God, you know, I'm so appreciative when people send me stuff, but maybe eight boxes of donuts and then a pie in one day. I can take the pie home, save, save the pie for tomorrow. You know what movie I saw this weekend that reminds me of pie? The Stephen King movie, Thinner, where a fat guy commits vehicular homicide on a gypsy's daughter, and he gets cursed, and he just loses weight inexplicably until he's done to a skeleton. And then he enlists Joe Mantegna, a mafia boss, to help him get the gypsy to take the curse out. And at the end, the way to take the curse off is he cuts the guy's hand he bleeds into a pie, and then he has to give the pie and transfer the curse to an enemy who eats it. But, of course, his daughter accidentally eats a slice, and then I think, I don't know what the exact end is. I forget, but he kills himself. But the gypsy goes, white man from town, eat your own pie. Die clean. Die clean. White man from town. Okay, Evgeny Malkin. A little bit behind Kucherov and points just one. Three goals behind Ovi. Is he the MVP? If not him, then who, like Kessel said? Kucherov. Tampa's still the top team in the East. Kucherov's still the leading scorer. I think both of... I don't want to say slow down because, you know, you can't play at their pace or individually Kucherov's pace all year. I mean, some can, some have, but uh, I don't think he's that kind of player. And while Tampa's good, I don't think they're that kind of team. But what you do late in the season, shouldn't that count more towards MVP, especially when it shapes the direction your team is headed? Penguins were 19, 18, and 3 going into the new year. That's 19 wins and 21 losses. Since then, they're 21, 8, and 1. 21 wins and 9 losses. And Gino has 49 points in those games. 49 points since the new year. Averaging 1.7 plus points per game. How is he not the MVP? But, uh, like, ever since Lemieux... Had 199 points, like, what was it, 50 more points than Gretzky in 1989, and they gave Gretzky the MVP anyway? I have never trusted anything voted on since then, and that includes U.S. presidential elections. My advice came from Mario, to all losers in votes. This goes for Hillary Clinton as well. Judge yourself by scoring titles in Stanley Cups because nobody votes on those. Die clean, white man from town. Die clean. And Joe Mantegna, who I think 
is a really hokey actor, but a good kind of hokey. Like Joe Mantegna in Airheads is the DJ. I mean, come on. How great was that? 412-333-9939. Up next is the sports director of DVE. You love him on the morning show, and you love him at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate tomorrow night at uh, Tequila Cowboy on the north side. It's Mike Pursuta on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Nice talking to you, Mark. Hey, so be it. Kills time. Hey, Mark, big fan. Hey, super genius. How you doing today? Getting funky like a monkey. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in advance of tomorrow's great Pittsburgh sports debate at uh, Tequila Cowboy on the north side from the DV morning show, it's Mike Pursuta. Uh, Triv, how psyched up are you for the great Pittsburgh sports debate tomorrow night? And keep in mind, we want people to show up. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, I'm, I am psyched for it. I, I actually do enjoy it. I like uh, like the rest of us. I like to bitch about it when they tell us we have to do it. But it's usually a fun night. Uh, I enjoy getting together with you guys. I enjoy the people who are coming out. And I'm really looking forward to Tequila Cowboys. I think there's a real possibility for some idiocy to take place. Well, what you're really looking forward to is the free hooch, Correct. Well, not as much as in years past because I actually got to work Thursday this year, so I don't I don't have the uh, morning off the next morning. So I can uh, you you can struggle through, make bomb and work hard for change. Now, Kirk Cousins is an okay quarterback, but isn't eighty four million guaranteed over three years totally insane? Uh, not to the Minnesota Vikings, it is. And all you got to do is convince one team you're worth it. Uh, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the defense. As good as Minnesota's, I heard uh, you and Bob kicking around his record as a starter uh, a little while ago. Uh, I would just remind you that the Redskins weren't very effing good ever. <laughs> no, no, very good point. Um, so we'll see. If they go to the Super Bowl and win it, I guess it's worth it, right? Oh, no no question, but uh, for it all to be guaranteed. But, yeah, you're right. All you need to do is have one team believe, and Minnesota clearly believes. Now, what are the Steelers going to do in free agency, which technically starts tomorrow at 4 p.m.? Will it be just more of the usual, which is very little? What or who will they target? Yeah, maybe even less. I mean, you know, people should know by now what they look for. They try to target guys who are going into their second pro contract and maybe guys who are in the wrong system or who didn't get a chance to play as much where they were initially drafted. Guys they think that are ready to take off and, and be better for the Steelers than they were for their previous employer. Uh, I, I think they got to at least get some sort of safety net at linebacker and safety. You, you don't want to go into the draft having to get a certain position. You're certainly going to be going into it targeting certain positions no matter what happens in free agency. But uh, it puts a lot of pressure on them if they don't get any help at linebacker uh, or safety given what they've done uh, and what happened to Ryan Shazier. Is there any need to fret over Lev Bell? Isn't it going to play out just like it did last year, Triv? Yeah, I would assume. Uh, although he dropped a couple of I might not show up uh, lines, uh, you know, at all right before uh, the Jacksonville game and again with that Billboard magazine interview. And uh, he's goofy enough. You really, it's hard to predict what that guy's going to do. But uh, being that he's still relatively young and being that there's still a lot of money on the table. Uh, I would assume that he shows up for the opener, but uh, no guarantees. I'd, I'd, I'd maybe draft the running back, too, just in case, Mark. 
you got to you got to cover your backside with a guy like that. No, I, I agree, but but I also want to add, Bell has had a big workload not only in the pros but dating back to his days at at your college, Michigan State. Even though it's expensive, is it going year by year with Bell? Maybe going to turn out to be the best thing for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean they were they were certainly willing to do more than that a year ago, and they they say they're willing the more willing to do that now, although I think it's a significant development that it's a year later in that process and he's a year older. And what, he had the second most touches in franchise history last year. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin has shown that he's not afraid to run a guy's wheels off and then move on. And, uh, you know, Bell's probably not going to be playing for the Steelers in 2019, so... You might as well get your money's worth in 2018. No, no, my feelings exactly. Uh, what's going to happen with the defense? How much needs fixed? You know, obviously inside backer is the primary concern. And how are the Steelers going to fix that D? Huh. I don't know if it's fixable, Mark. Uh, the Ryan Shazier development, you know, he suffered that horrible injury. And everybody's, of course, rooting for him to recover, but... Uh, the defense never did recover, and I don't know that it's going to. Even if they're able to draft another Shazier-type player, that guy's still going to be a rookie. And it was remarkable to me how the defense kind of fell apart. Uh, in Starting in Cincinnati, when Shazier left the lineup, uh, they had a hard time stopping the run in the sub-package stuff, and then eventually they had a hard time stopping it in any package stuff. And when you can't stop the run, everything else seems to fall apart. Uh, that Jacksonville game, it was remarkable how the, the front guys got pushed around, how they couldn't cover anymore. Uh, I, I think fixing it first and foremost is coming to grips with not having Ryan Chase here and then figuring out what the hell you do without him. It's, it's going to take some work. Is Lawrence Timmons an option, bringing him back? What are the pros and cons there? I've heard it's very unlikely, Trev. How about you? Uh, you know, I think it's something, again, you got to look at it, especially if it's on the cheap just because he quote-unquote knows the defense. Now, that said, he's a guy that required a lot of coaching uh, to make sure he was in the right spot. And by the time he left, he was only a two-down player. Um, you know, they got they got Vince Williams and a big hole next to Vince Williams right now. And and what you got to figure out is who can play in the base and who can play in the sub. Can that be the same guy? Because that guy ain't Vince. That guy won't be Timmons anymore. I don't think it's Tyler Maykiewicz, although uh, the Steelers will tell you that uh, he was the backup at both inside linebacker positions. And part of the Shazier problem was that not only did he get hurt in that Cincinnati game, but Maykiewicz got hurt in the same game and he couldn't play defense with his shoulder injury, only special teams. But I don't think Tyler Maykiewicz is going to be the answer when he's healthy. Uh, there is a lot to figure out. I think the more bodies you get, the more options you have, the better chance you have to eventually figure it out. We're talking to Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show. The Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate is tomorrow night at 7.30 at uh, Tequila Cowboy on the north side. Uh, getting to hockey for a second, Triv. Is Evgeny Malkin the best player in hockey, and what are his chances to get NHL MVP? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess he would be in the conversation. Don't they usually give it to the leading scorer? Uh, it works out that way. If not the leading scorer, then the leading goal scorer, as with Ovechkin a bunch of times. But uh, Malkin could wind up being both. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if the numbers uh, add up at the end, uh, more power to him. 
Uh, it might be a little bit tougher, uh, given that you have Sidney Crosby on his team. Um, Tampa's got what, 100 points? Uh, something like that, yeah. They're, they're the, at the top of the. Well, uh, they, they, they are the, uh, the leader of the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah. Um, they have got exactly 100 points. Well played. So Kucherov's got an argument. I think Ovi's got a little bit of an argument. Uh, New Jersey, to me, would have to significantly improve for Taylor Hall to get into the conversation. Well, and Taylor Hall, too, Triv, uh, he's the number 14 scorer on a wild card team. That just doesn't add up to MVP for me. Yeah, I mean, he's done some, some interesting stuff the last 30 games or so. But I'll say this, and I think the NHL has always treated this differently, but MVP, to me, it's got to be a guy on a real good team. Uh, otherwise, you're not that valuable. Uh, it, it, which maybe I'm making an argument for Taylor Hall not being a part of this conversation. Uh, I, I think you got to be really good, and I think your team has to do some special things, albeit in the regular season, since uh, that's uh, when, when when the voting is uh, cut off. But, uh, you know, I, I liked what I heard Malkin uh, say about that the other night after the Dallas game, if I understood it correctly, that he's kind of using the goal-scoring race and, and the points race as motivation, but his big focus is the cup, and uh, that's the way it should be, right? Oh, no no question. And I, I think this is the most complete hockey of getting Malkin's played, not just this year, but dating back a couple years now. And the odd thing about Geno's statistical excellence this year is Hornquist and Hagler on his line has worked big time, and I did not see that coming, Triv. How about you? I, you know, I didn't either, but I see it now. Is it, he's, Malkin is less likely to do something stupid that costs them because those guys are so responsible. The, the mistakes are, are uh, not as magnified uh, because those guys can cover up. And, and I think uh, as you and uh, uh, I believe Stan were kicking around, it, it sort of puts him more in a shooting uh, role, Malkin, with those two guys on his line other than playmaker. And he should be gripping it and ripping it. Uh, that you know, Go to the net, big man, let it go. Uh, keep it simple and uh, let the chips fall. Uh, I, I think those guys can kind of cover the backside for him, and and he can be the the focal point of the line, and that's probably how it should be. Since the big trade, Ian Cole has more goals than Derek Broussard. Should we yet be alarmed, or is it too early? No, I, I think Broussard's a hell of a hockey player. And I, he, I, I I would have made that trade. Now, uh, oh, me too, hope, me too, and I think he's a hell of a player myself. My hope going in was that they would not have to subtract from the major league roster to get somebody to come in. Uh, Broussard, I thought, was an exception to that rule. But, you know, with Cole gone, they're now uh, kind of anorexic on that on that backside. And uh, I, I don't know if there are a lot of options beyond Hunwick, so they better hope they stay healthy in the postseason. That's not always easy to do when you're playing for a couple of months. The Pirates have over 9,000 tickets remaining for opening day. I feel like that's shocking. A, a lot of tickets. Maybe I'm overreacting. Uh, what's your take with opening day still two and a half weeks away? You know, it's funny. I, I haven't gone in a while. I'm going to go this year. And I, I went online a little while ago to kind of see what was available. And unless I'm missing something, the cheap tickets are about 40 bucks, And the good tickets are about 110 bucks, with the exception of the Lexus Club. I think, that, you know, they started doing that... Uh, Pricing by the series, whatever you call that, last year, did they not? Right, right. Um, pricing depending on not just even the series, but quality of, 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 of opponent, uh, 
quality of, of, of day, like Saturday and Sunday, more expensive, yeah. stuff like that? I believe they've really jacked up the price of the opener. That's, uh, you know, amid all the uh, angst and apathy, people are probably looking at that and saying, if I want to spend 40 bucks for a game I might end up watching in the bar because the weather's crappy. <laughs> yeah, I, you're, you're right. Sometimes greed cannot smart itself. And I wonder if that's not happened here. Uh, Triv, as always, great stuff, great insight. And we'll see you tomorrow at Tequila Cowboy. I'll be lying down where Todd Haley was. Yeah, bring any of the leftover donuts, would you? Oh, boy. I, I'll i bring the pie. i got a feeling we'll be through the donuts by then. That's Mike Pursuta. You can see him, me, Stan, Crowley, Benz, tomorrow night at the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate at Tequila Cowboy. Providing comfortable seating can be found for me. You may as well call in. I got nothing else. 412-333-WXDX. This is Tom Kunakle of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9DX. Well, here's some terrible news. Juju Smith-Schuster just tweeted, Sad to say I'm dropping out from the race and ending my campaign to sign LeBron this offseason. Thank you to all the fans for supporting the movement. For one thing, I don't think anybody supported the movement and for another I don't think LeBron was really crazy about this whole thing I thought he saw it for the silly juvenile kindergarten nonsense it was and the juju has made a specialty of I mean that's also the last thing LeBron wants while his team's falling apart because he made it fall apart by trading pretty much everybody right before the deadline. They're fourth in the East now. They're not going to do nothing in the playoffs. San Antonio, out of the playoffs right now. We're seeing a changing of the guard in the NBA, I think. I mean, that's what somebody told me. I don't really care at all about the NBA. Go Sixers, TJ McConnell. That's the extent of my involvement. Let's go to Dave and Moon. Dave, you're on with Double M. Uh, my question is, if the Pens win the Cup and Crosby lights it up again, where do you rank them all time? I already rank them fourth all time. Okay, I had them at three. Who do you have them uh, behind? Uh, not even being a Yinzer, I got Mario over Gretzky and then Crosby and then Bobby Orr behind him. Yeah, Bobby Orr's not behind Crosby. You don't think? No. All right. I'm a Sid guy. I saw no, Bobby no, Orr I play. No, that I think Sid's number four behind Lemieux, Orr, and Gretzky. I don't okay. think Sid can go higher than four. Unless, yeah. like, like, if he wins three more cups, if he wins one more cup, people will be talking about it. But yep. to, to me, that top three, and that's because, you know, those guys were in my prime as a hockey fan, too. Mm -hmm. I, I would think I, that. I, I should think that. Leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Uh, I think golf's biggest problem is that there's no dominant player like Tiger was like a decade ago. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think golf's problem is nobody beat Tiger. I don't think there has to be a dominant player necessarily. I think there has to be a star player like Tiger was, like Jack Nicklaus was, like Arnold Palmer was. I think those three eras have defined golf at its healthiest. 
But but Tiger, when he hurt his back, just kind of disappeared. Nobody got to beat him. He never passed the torch. Uh, I think if Tiger comes back and dominates, that'll obviously give golf a lift. I mean, look at the ratings going up almost 200% for the final round of the uh, uh, the Jabroni Open, whatever it was, uh, this past Sunday. But uh, But it would be a short-term fix. You don't want the 42-year-old to lay waste to the 24-year-olds. You want the 24-year-olds to win. Uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. How can you create a new star, or have one organically created, rather, if if the 42-year-old comes back and beats him? That was a very valid point. I think if one of those young guys starts winning like Tiger did, though, it would I'm not sure anybody's ever going to win like Tiger did again. And part of that is... Uh, there's more than one dominant player, uh, except for Philly Mick. Tell me the great players of Tiger's era again, because there weren't that many. It wasn't easy to win, but I think it's harder now, don't you? No, I totally agree. There's just a lot of young guys who are just really good. And those young guys got involved with golf because of the inspiration and motivation provided by Tiger Woods. It's not oh, like his definitely. influence stopped being felt You know, when he was having the sexo thing and the back thing. You know, it's just it's just he never passed the torch. And that's his biggest value now. I'm sure he doesn't see it that way and shouldn't see it that way. But his biggest value now would be to get beat by these young guys after being competitive and to pass the torch. And if he got one more major championship as kind of a Jack Nicholas farewell type deal, 1986 at the Masters, 85 rather, at age 46, that'd be okay. But again, you don't script these things. You can just hope that what happens is best for business. Let's go to Frank in Bethel Park. Frank, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M, what up? What up? Question for you. Uh, Huge hockey fan, and I agree with the trade for Broussard, but my question is, it seems like we play the Islanders, the Rangers, the the teams in our division well, but we've struggled with Toronto, Boston, and Tampa Bay. Does that bring a concern to you when it comes to the playoffs? I know we may only see them in the championship round, but are you concerned about that? Well, now, let me do some research. Who won the Stanley Cup last year? I agree. Who won the year before? I agree with you there, too. So, no, I'm not really all that concerned. Okay. I mean, they might get beat beat by a team that's better on the series, but uh, there's no team the Penguins should fear. There's no team that, quote-unquote, has their number. Let's talk to John in the car. John, you're on with the super genius. Hi, Mark. What up? I wanted. I hope people are taking into account in the in the heart race um, the the pace that Malkin has been on since the beginning of the year. And I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's well over a point and a half a game, and that's just incredible. Given you know the, he's uh, averaging about one point seven five points per game uh, since New Year's. Right in in this era of the NHL, that's just. I mean, you don't have that anymore. That's like '80s hockey. So I. I mean that might not be how it's intended to be done, but I think that you gotta you gotta talk about that. Uh, yeah. Who said I wasn't? No, no. I, I don't mean you. I meant you know. Everyone I think else. Gino's the MVP. I think what he's done since January first is otherworldly, and he's taken the Penguins from a sub five hundred team to looking like a legitimate contender again. Not that they weren't legitimate contenders even when they were sub five hundred, but uh, the Penguins' rise has coincided with Gino's rise. And I don't think you can get a better definition for most valuable. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It is the Mark Madden Show. 
You know what people are saying now? That cat I tweeted later that looks so happy to be riding around in the car? The cat was stressed and having a panic attack. The backstory in that picture is the cat was taken from a shelter and was being driven to its new home. So if the cat was stricken with panic, well, at least it got to a home instead of in the gas chamber at the friggin' shelter. People just look to be pissed off about everything. About everything. I'll tell you what to do. I'm going to find that cat. I'm going to take one random tweet to complain about the cat having a panic attack. I'm going to get the cat all hoffed up on goofballs and meth, and we are attacking. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939. Ask Mark anything by dialing 412-333-WXDX. For days. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. No one wants to hear your life story. What do you want to say on my radio show? Hey, yo, Mike. Mark, how you doing? Call me Mike. VX at 105.9. Double M on the X. It's time to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. So be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. And try the Super Genius Burger. What a thrill it is to have the best burger in town named after yours truly. Let's go to Ryan and Cranberry. Ryan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was just curious. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Well, for what use? Because that it depends a lot on that. Uh, I was not expecting that 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 question. Um, in, in a sand, okay, in a sandwich, Swiss. In an omelet, Swiss. As a standalone to eat, cheddar. All right, thank you. And cheddar in a Swiss in any sandwich, but roast beef, cheddar with roast beef, and cheddar with pepperoni. Come to think of it, too, sandwich pepperoni. Let's go to Steve in the car, Steve. You're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How's it going, sir? Terrific. Hey, I was curious, uh, your thoughts on Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, if you think it'll be the uh, match to steal the show. I think it'll be the biggest match in women's wrestling history. I think it'll be the best match in women's wrestling history. And I think it had all the potential to steal the show. But don't forget, you're at the mercy of the creative element to some degree because, well, first and foremost, how much time you have. Yeah. If they give... If they give uh, Charlotte and Oscar, like 14, 15 minutes, it'll be the best match on the show. I feel very confident in saying that because these are not only two very pedigreed performers, but it's two women who really have an on-the-fly creative element in their thinking. You know what I mean? In a match, you lay it out in advance, but at some point you ad-lib stuff because things get lost a little bit or you can read the crowd a little bit. Those two yeah. will know exactly what to do, whereas most male performers in this day and age do not. Let's go to uh, David in the car. David, are you the guy who always calls and asks me about that movie, Ice Guardians? No, I've never asked you about it before. Okay, well, I haven't I'll watched see. it. I, I'm not going to watch it. Why do I need to Why watch not? it? Because I'm it's, just not going to. great perspective. They talk about CTE as a Yeah, you know what? I don't have CTE. I don't need a great perspective. Quit asking me questions about it. I know you're the same guy. I'll reach the phone and never mind. Let's go to Josh in the car. Josh, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. What's up? What up? Yesterday, you were all jacked about waiting in line at a convenience store. Well, no, no, no. I was waiting in line at a convenience store, which was understaffed. That's why I was jacked. Right. There was one, one person switching between registers. Right. That happened to be 
did that happen to be at the get-go in Cranberry? No. Why, okay. do I, why, why, Rob, why would I Rob be in Cranberry? I, I'm, never, I'm almost never in Cranberry. I don't know, but I'm yeah. with you. I don't think this is a unique situation. The understaffing of convenience stores and the lack of coffee at night and the lack of decaffeinated beverage all the time. I've declared war on the convenience stores of western Pennsylvania, the only exception being the Giant Eagle Gitgo in Harmerville, at which I will make my last stand, not unlike... The Great White Buffalo with Ted Nugent. Let's go to Poncho in Brookline. Poncho, you're on. A, you ask Mark anything. Hey Mark, if you could have a mansion person to say a celebrity or otherwise that talks to you, gives you advice, who would you trust? I don't want a miniature person sitting on my shoulder. Do you mean like in the movies, like Animal House with the devil? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not interested. I don't need advice. I'm a self-contained super genius. Leaves the line open. Let's go to Eric in Cannonsburg. Eric, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. What's up? I was curious if you've ever used a bidet. Well, not technically, but I have a removable shower head <laughs> that can be condensed into one small burst of water. If you get my drift. I get it. You should get one. It's amazing. No, this works just fine. <laughs> and, and it's like, if I had a bidet in my house, I'd feel uncomfortable having a bidet in my house. I'd feel weird. But, but kind of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, you know, just pu making something work as a bidet, I don't feel as funny. Conjuring. Let's go to Matt in North Hills. Matt, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, you talked about Tiger passing the torch. Um, whenever you hang it up, which I hope is a very long time, is there a young radio host in the Pittsburgh area you think that could take your place? Uh, no. I mean, I'm going to die in office. Young, define young. I don't even know how old these guys are. Tim Benz is 40. He's not young anymore. Tim's really good. I mean, I think Tim's like the guy who is... But, I mean, who knows? I'm going to die in office. No one will ever replace me. And, in fact, I predict when I do die that this station will put music in my slot. I think I'm the first and last sports talk host in the history of 105.9 X. They will put music in this spot when I'm done. I have no doubt about that. Let's go to Alan and Munhall. Alan, you're on with these super genius. Ask Mark anything. Um, I was just going to see if you ever in your past have duck pin bowls. Yes. 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 Uh, duck pins are the, are the squat ones with kind of bumpers on them, right? Correct. And yeah. you use a smaller ball. Yeah. I, for, I, think, I, I think I bowled. There was a duck pin lane on Troy Hill, and there was one in Millville when I was a kid. I forget at which one I bowled, but I have bowled duck pins for sure. Yeah, I'm on my way there now, and uh, Aetna, there's still a duck pin league. Now, how, how many lanes do they have? Six. They have six. Is it busy very often? Um, no, they're still uh, pin boys. They have pin boys setting them up, and I think they just do leagues. But how many nights a week is the place open? Um, I believe five or six. And, and there's only leagues. You can't just walk in, right? Correct, yeah. 
So now, is it is it privately owned or is it a church type thing? Uh, what where's it at? It's a club, the uh, H O C club, I think, or H O B club. Oh, okay, so it's like a private a private club. Exactly. So it's not just for the duck pin bowlers. It's just it's part of the club because, as I recall, the duck pins on Troy Hill were part of the uh, whatever church that is, Saint Nick's Lyceum. Correct. As I recall, I didn't belong to that church. I just went there to. To, to roll duck pins once or twice. That's a long time ago, though. Let's go to uh, Josh in the car. Josh, ask Mark anything. What up, Mark? What up? If Ovechkin continues on this scoring pattern and plays for a lot longer and just happens to beat Gretzky's record, where does that put him among hockey's greatest, in your opinion? I don't think that'll happen. But, it, but if he breaks Gretzky's goal-scoring record, it'd have to be top five ever. But you know what else? What if he breaks Gretzky's goal-scoring record and never wins a cup? I still think he's top five, but I wonder how many people would dispute that. Finally, let's go to Jeremy and hope. Well, Jeremy, ask Mark anything. Super genius. How you doing? Great. Hey, quick question. Hypothetically, if there is a team that has, has points that's sitting outside the wild card, but they have more points than the third-place team in a division, nope. how does the, how do the playoffs get formatted? Exactly like it says, the top three teams are seeded one through three in their division. Then the uh, top wild card plays the division winner with the least points. The bottom wild card plays the division winner with the fewest points. It it wouldn't change. I, I know what you're saying. In theory, the fourth seed could have more points than the third seed, right? Well, what I'm saying is, if there's a team that's technically not in the wild card, say like the the wild card teams are Jersey. Columbia, I'm pretty sure I've Carolina. described exactly what you're saying. So yes, the yes the fourth place team, the wild card that goes to that division could have less points than the third place team in that division, but the third place team would still remain the third seed. Is that what you want to know? Yeah. So if you have more points, yeah, I, 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 I explained it exactly. Goodbye. You know, this could be just exhausting. Great Pittsburgh sports debate tomorrow, but I'll do a show before that. 105.9 Yes.